Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to the product podcast. This is round four. Uh, my name is James Lloyd, and as always with me today, I have uh, Kenny Greer, Sam Heath, and Kate Wheeler. Guys, say hello. Hey, everybody. Yo. Yo. <laughs> so, Yo. hey, I thank, thank everybody for, for coming back today to, uh, to, to, to listen to this podcast. You know, Last week, I uh, had such a great discussion with you guys, and it, it, honestly, just, man, it got me pumped up. I, I wanted to just go work out, and, you know, I was really talking about the mindset of boxology, what, what it is, and, um, you know, how we take that and instill that into really every aspect of, of the business that we're in today, be it, you know, teaching the classes, greeting the members, just the atmosphere and vibe of the club, and, and how to truly think the right way about who we are and what we do, and, you know, again, uh, there's, there's, you know, boxing concepts are going to come and go. Uh, the more we focus on who we truly are and what we are and the, and the reasons this was founded, nobody's going to be able to touch us. So, you know, this ongoing theme of boxology, you're going to continually hear for us um, from us. And, you know, we're going to talk today about the warm-up and, you know, specifically, what should we do? Uh, what are some pitfalls we can fall into? Um, how do we evolve our warm-up? Um, in terms of shadow boxing, how do we, you know, mix that up a little bit and really get people prepared for the round, something you're going to hear today, ready, not ruined. We're going to talk about these things. But before we hop into this, and then I'm going to turn it over to, to, to really Kenny, uh, Tate, and Sam to, to really discuss this, I want, to, I want you guys to picture this. I really want you to envision this aspect of it, because this is truly what we're going to talk about today. And I always like to go back to a, to a boxer, right? And about, you know, if anybody's ever seen like a pay-per-view match, like a, a big headlining main event name, right? And you order the pay-per-view and you watch it. Obviously you see the undercards, but what they keep doing is they keep flashing to those guys that are going to be fighting in the main event and you'll see them in the locker room, right? This is their warm-up, right? This is even before the warm-up, right? What they're doing is sometimes you'll see them with their headphones on and they're just walking around, they're looking in the mirror, they're getting their mind right, right? They're getting themselves set up to really go and, and accomplish the task they're about to do. You'll see them sit down and someone's wrapping their hands. People are talking to them. They're getting them excited, relaxed, ready to go, you know? And then as you start doing it, you'll see some of them shadow boxing. Some of them will start hitting mitts. And they you really get warmed up and ready so that when they step into that ring and they announce who the fighters are and then that bell rings, they're truly ready for you know, the heavy portion of what they're there for. That's the fight. That's the moneymaker. That's what they're there to do. But nobody just jumps in the ring and does it, right? There's a process they go through before that. So when you're looking at your class and we're looking at, you know, our competitive advantage is the heavy bags. That's what people come for. They don't come for the warm up. They don't come for the core, but we still have to warm them up and get them ready to hit the heavy bags so people don't injure themselves so they can truly get the best workout they possibly can while they're there. So I want you to always think of that with a boxology mindset. How do I prepare these people to hit the heavy bag in the best possible way where they're not worn out, where they're actually ready and they feel great and they can just crush the bags in the workout. So just wanted you to think about that before we hit today's discussion. And as you're listening to everybody, always have that in the back of your mind. How am I preparing and getting mentally set for what I'm about to do? So you know, with that being said, I'll, I'll turn it over to Kenny, Tate, and Sam, and, and, and guys, let's, let's, let's start the discussion on the warm-up. You know, what ultimately, you know, I, I said it a little bit, but, you know, what's the goal of the warm-up for you guys, and, you know, what are some of the key elements of it that I think, you know, we need to be incorporating into it, um, you know, to get people where they need to be? All right, can I start? Yeah, sure. go ahead. Good, because I like being first. Uh <laughs> I was like that kid that like cut everybody in school. You know what I mean? Like, just don't make eye contact with people, and you can be first in line no matter what. That's me. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, this is this is this is Kenny. And I, the reason I wanted to jump in real quick is because the picture that James painted. We were talking about this before we hit record on the the podcast today, and we, we had a couple of really cool kind of thoughts that have been around forever and it's really cool when you put some names to things you know one of the things he was talking about was what happens really before that building so you know what happens before the fight or before the class and you know i really want to position it in the mindset of we really have a 30 minute warm-up you know like 
if you consider the one hour class, right? So we have 15 minutes actually warming up the one that we know about building, get on your toes, whatever. But the 15 minutes prior, which is kind of what we've always said, hey, be there 15 minutes before class, ready to teach, wraps on, you know, microphone on, you're already kind of prepping the room. Uh, that's part of the warm up, man. Like the brain has to warm up too. Like people just get out of work, they get through the door, they're throwing stuff on the floor, they might kick their water bottle over, the frustrations might be still there for the day, or they're there for 5 a.m., there it's 4.45, and they're still questioning whether or not they should have hit their alarm one more time. Uh, you know, the brain has to warm up too. Like once you start bouncing on your toes, like you already have to be kind of committed to working out. And one of the trainers, you know, uh, Andrew Nagel is a trainer at Danvers, Massachusetts. And he said what really cool phrase one time is, you know, the best feeling is walking into a club where everybody is clicking along the managers, the, the staff in the beginning, members are walking through the door. Everybody's getting high fives and smiling and talking about their day and some picture they saw on Facebook. Then he came up to me one day after it was just a really great class. He was like, man, he was like, you know, there's something that is so much better when, you know, when we talk to members before class, he's like, I, I like to think of it as warm in the oven. He's like, I like to warm up the oven before, before you cook something. And he's like, that's what I picture pre-class. He's like, it's just such an important thing to get people all wound up kind of prior to class. And that's, I guess that's the first thing I think we should talk about quickly before we get into the physical warm-up. You know, like, what do you do to prep your club, to prep your class? You know what I mean? Like, that's just a great open-ended question. And it's really important also, like, one more point, this whole podcast series, this is open discussion. We have boxology, we have formats, we have right and wrongs, but we have a lot of questions out there. And even within the four of us here, you know, we were positioning questions before and after calls that are like, yeah, but what if, what about this? Like, don't get us wrong. Like, there's not a perfect way to do this. So you're going to hear that on these podcasts too. Like maybe some back and forth about what's, what's right or wrong, if you will. So, you know, I just want to kick it on first about the pre warm up, the pre-class routine. I mean, you guys got anything for that, Kate? Yeah. I mean, I think for us, I mean, obviously it starts, like you said, getting here 15 minutes early, um, being ready, uh, being excited. People are showing up for, for your class time. Uh, if you walk in dragging, moping, sad, like they're not going to be excited, excited to, you know, take class with you. Uh, you set the bar for them. Uh, you know, you mentioned a couple of things. They're like coming after work. They might have a stressful day. They're up early. They're in between. They're on their lunch break. Whatever time of day it is, it's, you know, whether it's weekend, anything, you set the tone when you come in. And, uh, you know, it goes back to they're showing up for a reason and are you going to be there for them you know whether they they're they're coming in with a smile on their face or they're sad so i think it just sets the tone what are, if what are some of the things you do okay like that you're dead on right like what are some of the things you do like your club like what what do you do to get people I, I, yeah i'm gonna fist pump um or high five every single person in my class and i'm i'm, I'm gonna know their name so that's just of something that i'm like I'm actually really bad with names outside of um, outside of the club, but someone walks in, I know every person by name. And if I don't, I'm going to check the scan. Like that's just a habit that I get. Can you get their name by the end so that you can, you can, I want to call them out in class and say, you know, Hey, Sally, keep it up. You got this. Like I, I, I want to be that uh, inspiration for them. And, and it's just powerful to say, say their name, um, you know, before class, get to know it and then use it in class uh, so that they always know that you got, you got them throughout the class. But fist bumps, high fives. Uh, if it's a newcomer in class, I want to make sure that I interact with them. I want to make sure I show them the fundamentals, the technique, the punches, get them positioned where they can see me. I want to introduce that newcomer to a, a like a, a member that I know is a very like pro title person that say great things yeah. about us and be a good neighbor bag. Great, I mean, that's yeah. huge. That's a great trainer tip. Uh, so those are some of the things that we do in our club just to make sure that uh, a newcomer or, um, you know, someone that's been coming for a long time, we don't miss them. Yeah, look, I, I can't tell you how frustrating it is to walk into a club where class starts and I didn't even know it was about to start and people are still wrapping their hands. They're like coming out from the bathrooms and getting ready to go. And I, I think that speaks to what we talk about in a second, which is like, the warm up itself, like maybe people just literally don't like the warm up, so they waste time in the corner. But I think it, a lot of it can be fixed 
with a pre warm up, like introducing members to each other was one of my favorite things to do forever. I don't even care if they knew each other. Hey, do you know so and so? You know, they they've probably seen him on Facebook checking into the club. They probably stumbled upon him of a friend of a friend. They've probably seen him every Tuesday night at six because they always box two bags away from each other. Creating those relationships really quickly has always been something that, you know, I've really pushed to do a lot. I mean, Sam, what what do you got? What have you done? Yep. I um you know, I think mindset is a big part of it. Um, you know, if you go to work out and your mind's not in it, your workout's gonna be uh, a pretty poor workout, you're going to end up quitting going home early, right? So it's a lot of mindset. So we got to think about that for our members and really get them hyped up. Like, like James talked about, um, you know, one thing I really try to stress to my trainers is like, let's say it's an afternoon class and you know, the music might be down at 2 PM, but if you got members starting to show up for a class, make sure the music is up and setting that feeling that, that setting that mood, that feeling when people walk through that door, that they feel the vibe right from that moment. I see it sometimes where a trainer wants to change the playlist 30 seconds before a class. Well, that's too late. Let's, Let's get our mixes chosen beforehand. Let's let's have the music up to the pace that we want it to be, so that way we're setting the mood. Um, you know, I think I think just the engagement with members. I love to go around the room and 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 get to know everybody. If I haven't seen them before, I'm, I'm talking to them. I'm I'm asking them what their favorite combos are, just to get to know them a little bit. Um, I lo- I love Tate's idea of ha- uh, having guests near people in the room that you know are gonna uh, help s- help sell the sell the product for you. Um, I think that 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 guest experience is super important in that it's, we're not rushing them into class with 30 seconds of here's the punches. Good luck. It's more, you know, three minutes with them and, you know, explaining the, the stance, the punches that they're going to experience the round, the class format that they're about to get into. Um, you know, if, if, if the trainers are doing it or the sales team's doing it, it's super important. It, it betters the whole experience. And I, I kind of, I tell my trainers don't start the class bell until you at least introduce yourself. Um, to those new guests. If it's really busy in the club and you don't get a chance to do the punch review, at least make sure you're over there introducing yourself and, and, and welcome them, welcome, welcoming them to your class before you start that class bell. Um, you know, and then hype up the mic. Don't, don't just wait till five seconds before class to get on the mic, get hype it up, start talking, getting, getting energized, you know, countdowns those five minutes, four minutes, three minutes to go. You know, you want attention on you. People are in the bathroom wrapping their hands. We need them to know who's in charge now and who, who to start listening to and, and uh, and get them get them in in the bag stand ready to rock and roll. So I, and I know, know we're, I know. Things, look real quick. One of the things you said right there. We're gonna go back over it because the warm up is really important to it. Is let them know who's in charge. What, what were you yeah. saying, Tate? Oh, what I was gonna say because I know you're gonna kick in right into that warm up right after, and it made me think of something Almost, even not with, yet. With, with, with uh with James uh you know painting this picture. The way we view things drives the way we do things. So the way we view the warm up and the whole class from that pre-workout warm up to the warm up is the way we do things. So our viewpoint on this pre-workout time right into the warm up drives the way we do things. So are we shifting our perspective to view and do things for something greater than ourselves? That's why we're here, right? Title Boxing Club is not about us as trainers, it's about the bigger brand as a whole. So I just it just made me think about that as I'll turn it back right back to you. Let me hop in here real quick, because this is very important. You guys didn't cover this, but you're covering it. And so let's go back. I always kind of pull this back to a, to a, to a match, right? Or, or let's say like a, a pay-per-view event. You know, before the show starts, everybody's going around, all the lights are on, everything's going. And then all of a sudden, you'll hear someone start making an announcement. Or all of a sudden, the lights will go down. And everybody's like, oh, shit, we got to get our drinks. We got to get back in there. It's about to start, Right. And I think that's important. That's where countdowns let people know, like you guys keep saying, don't just get in there 30 seconds. Don't do that. Be calling out how much time's left before the show starts, right? Like that's an important thing too, to get people prepared, you know? So, I mean, you guys are saying it, but I just wanted to make sure that it's said is that, you know, the band and being in charge of that class, like Tony said, you're in charge. You've got to know, Hey, five minutes, Hey, you know, get your hands wrapped, get your water, get ready. We, we're going but we're starting in three minutes, two minutes. Hey, you guys better be ready. You ready? Who's in here is not ready? You ain't ready. Let's go. Like that aspect of it too is going to drive because, you know, again, people are here to motivate and for us to motivate and hold them accountable. So that aspect before the class is critical too. Yeah. And that's what we meant dude. Like, like Sam said, letting know, letting people know who's in charge, right? Like that voice on the microphone and you just said it perfectly like introductions, right? That's what we call it in boxology. 15 minutes out, 10 minutes out, and then we go five, four, three, two, one. Like we want you on the microphone 
constantly talking, chattering. Maybe you're talking to someone and everybody else can like residually hear what you're saying and it kind of gets them involved in the conversation. You're telling people your name, you're reminding them it's boxing, you're welcoming new people. You know, you, you, within the first 15 minutes, you should have explained the class. You should 100% tell them who you are every single time. I don't care if you know every single person in there. You need to say your name. My name is, and this is boxing, and this is this. If you're going to introduce new strikes or if you're going to bring in, like, a new kind of idea for this class, like, hey, you know, this time, this class, we're going to fight a lot of body shots. Let me teach you guys a little bit about how to get down to the body. So when we do it into the class, like, you understand how to get low and, you're, you're throwing out like these blanket announcements to, to people. And that's really important. Like introductions is when you do that. You don't want to have to back up when people are already on their toes and try to start explaining things like utilize that time properly. And the, the second portion of pre-class, just so everybody like is on the same page and the same vision, there's a slide in boxology called safety first, right? And then the, the things are like talking about the inspection of the club as a trainer, like it's our responsibility to keep people safe. And I know that makes sense in like, we don't try and make them do uh, backflips for an exercise, right? Cause that would be a little dangerous. And our job is to maybe not let people do backflips in the warmup. Uh, but that still plays a role in where are the water bottles? Is anything slippery? Are all members hands wrapped properly? Are your hands wrapped properly? Trainers must wrap their hands. You must have title wraps. These are simple, common sense things that I've seen as mistakes in the country. Like a trainer doesn't wear wraps in front of a class and you're like, Oh, well, you know, I know how to punch, so I don't need to wear wraps. That's not the point. Like, I don't care if you know how to punch or not. I care that you demonstrate a great example for the new members and the members that are sitting there looking at you because what you do, they're going to do. That's why you wear title gear and title gloves because we're one big brand and we're building this mindset. So don't walk in with, you know, fighting gloves or, any other brand because you're presenting one whole big vision and there's no reason to mess any of that up. So as you're walking around the, the club pre-class, just make sure you're looking for those things. If you see like chains in the bags that are about to fall, like you guys listen to this podcast have probably been around a minute, like pay attention to things that are dangerous in the club and make sure they're good before your class. Because if it happens in your class, that's what people start to remember. Uh, but yeah, no, back to that introductions, James. I mean, that the class doesn't start till you do a proper introduction. Anything else yep. on, on pre-class? Well, you mentioned okay. the, the water bottles. I will say that one is super important to make sure it's by the, by the metal poles or, or somewhere, not by their bag. I see it every day where people put it by their bag and then they're tripping over it, slipping it, it's getting knocked around. That's a really important one. Yeah. Get your bags out of there. Get your freaking heart rate <laughs> monitors. Don't, tie things to the bag. Don't throw your wraps over the metal pole. Like this isn't, this isn't your bedroom members. Like you're in charge. And again, like rolling back to what you said, Sam, it's one of the big disconnects in the country. Like that is your time to like have a little fun, be the person, be the voice, be in charge. So people are ready to follow you. Uh, last little point to that for those of you out there that like to lose your voice all the damn time. I lost my voice for like two years straight. So if anybody met me in 2015, 16, I never had no voice. Okay. I sounded like Tate last week. So talking before you do a class warms up your vocal cords because they are a muscle and they need to warm up too. So that's going to help you get through class. Like you don't just walk into the gym and try and bench 325, right? You warm up your muscles all act the same way and so do your vocal cords so just another quick point out there for those of you that are losing your voice chances are you're like okay guys uh we're about to start class Trumpet jacks! And <laughs> <you're good> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Down> like <Kate. laughs> well let's talk about the warm-up though i think you know it's important like how do you start off the warm-up what do you do when do we shadow box i mean when do you stretch like those types of things are are, are pretty critical too i mean walk in a club and see people start stretching right away with no one warm. And that's just a, a cringe sometimes. So let's, let's talk about that. Like what, how should you start the warm up? Uh, I'm going to, so, so I, I think it's important to know, like for those of you that don't know us as well, like we have kind of, kind of like a, 
you know, kind of like a Mr. Fitness on here, and we got we got a Mr. Fighter on here, and we got a Mr. Faker. That's me. I just kind of steal what everybody else does and, and try and try and not screw it up. When it comes to the warm up and exercises, and you know what's right or wrong, it's gonna be a great discussion. I think it's important to know that everybody is going to have a different spin within these special parameters that are important. Like for instance, when you're warming up you're most likely want to get your body a little bit pumping blood for a little bit before you start touching your toes. I mean, things like that, right? So there is a flow to the warm up, but this is what we're going to talk about now, right? So, so the warm up, the first seven or 15 minutes of the class, depending on which one you're running, uh, the progression from minute one to minute 14, what should happen? And I actually kind of want to leave it there and just let you guys kind of talk a little bit about what the warm-up means to you. Um, you know, Sam and Kate, you teach a lot more classes than especially James. I mean, I still teach classes, but that dude ain't taught for years. So let's talk to you guys. What's a warm-up mean to you? Like, why do we do a warm-up? Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, we want to make sure the muscles are, are ready to go. The ligaments are ready to go. We're not just coming out the gates swinging hundred miles an hour. We're going to, we're going to hurt people. So, Warm-up is just super important in, in several ways. One, you want to make sure it's warming up the muscles so we're not going to hurt people. But two, it's a, it sets that mindset. It sets the tone. It sets the pace. Um, so, so for me, I think we're all going to have slightly different, not theories, but maybe slightly different points of view on this because I think you want to start the class with a bang, with some pace and some excitement and energy, but I'm not out there throwing explosive movements or uh, – Hard, super hard resistance exercises in that first few sec, first few minutes. Um, Give us an example you know, of an explosive exercise that you uh, wouldn't do in the first few minutes. Uh, let's squat see, down. jump squats, burpees, yeah, like you know, push up, max push ups, go, you know, th things like that. I would do more, you know, cardio drills or uh, some some different types of shadow boxing drills, dynamic stretches, light maybe light resistance drills, like give me a give me a light squat into a calf raise type stuff, maybe mixed in there, but you know, those type of light resistance drills. Um, but yeah, th that's kind of how I, I would start that. I kind of see the warm-up as two phases, phase one and phase two of the warm-up, you know, it's kind of, kind of two different parts of a warm-up and as it ramps up. Um, but Tate, I'll let you jump in here. Yeah. So for me, we usually, like, we usually encourage our trainers to kick off. And, and I think, that, I think we have a tendency from what I've seen to be too, you know, to have start every class with hey, jump rope or jumping jack. There's so many variations to that. So, you know, just being creative of, you know, is it a seal jack? Is it an Ali jumping jack? Is it an army jack? Is it a regular jumping jack? Can you do a jumping jack touching your hands above your head and behind your back? Can you jump rope on one foot twice and the other foot twice? So you're just not always saying the same, same thing, if, you know, to start a class. But I, I agree with Sam where we, we like to try to set the tempo right away. Um, personally, uh, in our club, we don't do a lot of static stretching in our warm up. We do more dynamic stretching, maybe like a tin soldier type move, a lateral lunge type move, um, a forward lunge, reverse lunge. Uh, even if it's a boxing class, that's a great time for our trainers that have uh, kickboxing backgrounds to do some kicks on air, like side kicks on air, front kicks on air. Uh, just a great way to, you know, get their body ready and, and rolling. That's kind of our philosophy as far as getting that starting point and then we move into definitely hitting the lower body definitely including shadow boxing and for me for me personally um, I like to get their heart rate up um, quite a bit right at, towards the end of warm-up so that they get that good sweat going before they hop into that first round of boxing uh, the, the term that James alluded to earlier ready ready not ruined um, we want them ready uh, so we don't, we, we certainly want to sweat going, but we don't want them ruined, meaning they, they can't even hold their hands up by their cheeks, uh, by the time round one starts. So, uh, we like to push the tempo, but also be smart about it. Right. So I, I like what we're hearing here, right? Like it's there so far, what everybody's heard is here's how we think about the warm up. So thinking about the warm up is definitely something that you got to make sure your teams are doing, right? Like if you're just going out there and spitballing whatever comes out of your brain, or if even worse, you're doing the exact same class you just did for the past six weeks and members are rolling their eyes every time you call the exact same thing at minute four you did for the past three weeks. You know, those, those things are just, they're just pure mistakes. It was just not fun, all right? And our brand is supposed to be really damn fun. Let's talk about minute 
zero to minute like three, because Sam, you alluded to almost the same thing as Tate did, you know, my classes that I still run and a lot of classes that I see are very similar where minute like one through three or like one through five, like it sounds like similar to us prepping the mind, you're kind of prepping the muscles, right? So I'm hearing quick motions. I'm hearing things that, you know, are going to be utilized later, get, start to get a move. And now once blood is flowing, I'm hearing some, you know, dynamic stretching, like you said, Tate. And as you move through the warm up, it sounds like you need those things to progress, you know? So I want to talk about minutes one through three. And by the way, fun fact, one of our clubs, uh, we didn't allow jumping jacks for a month. Think about that real quick. <laughs> Think about all you guys out there running warm-ups, Matt, like for a fun little uh, challenge this year or this week or this month or this day, no more jumping jacks. Cause that's all I hear in the first at least 30 seconds of every single class. So, uh, Minutes one through four, talk a little bit more in detail about some of the exercises and some of the mentality behind why you do those exercises. Um, okay. Yeah. So um, let's see. So for that, for that part of the class, like I said, we're really warming up where I, I really like what Tate said about having variety. So some of the variety that I would use would be um, different types of cardio drills. There's so many different types of jacks and, and drills like that. You know, the fast feet drills. And so many, what's that? <laughs> No, there's no other types jumping. of jacks than jumping jacks. No, there's a lot of different. I don't you don't allow any jack I don't want to or just jack no jack whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that that would be a little tough for them, but that's doable. That's doable. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of different types of shadow boxing. I find that for me, I'm not a boxer, so this is one challenge for me is, you know, how to create bring in boxing warm up into my initial warm up. But if I can do different types of of you know shadow boxing drills, you know whether it's you know, give me jab, cross, jab, cross, jab, cross. When I say roll, roll under, you know, working some legs with the, the ducking under the punches or things like that. I try to mix in. Um, I think that goes a long way to get the muscles loose without, without hitting them too hard in that first, first three minutes. Um, and, and like Tate said, dynamic stretches, um, like he said, the lunges or the, you know, the you know, sky to toes stretches, things like that that are movement still, but they're not static, standing in place, holding muscles that are slow pace and stretching muscles that aren't warmed up, things like that we're not doing. Um, and then light resistance drills, you know, we're not hitting them to max. Right. And that sounds like, you know, you dynamic, like you're always alluding to dynamic stretching and that being kind of like maybe minutes, you know, five through seven. So I guess stick, sticking with that one through five, Kate, are you feeling and seeing the same things in your club? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely very similar. And yeah. And I'll, I'll even take it back one step further. You know, for me, I've taught anywhere between six, to 17 classes a week for the last five years. So 17 is way too much. Don't, don't try to teach that many classes. Um, but nope. you know, uh, trainers, most of our trainers on our schedule are going to teach between two to six, maybe a trainer would teach eight classes a week. And I'm assuming that's around the, around the country. You're going to have trainers somewhere in that, in that range. And our rule is never teach the same class twice. So you have to be constantly evolving. But one good rule of thumb that we've tried to do with our trainers is um, a cardio drill followed by, a, you know, a lower body or a strength. So, for example, if you were doing a jump rope variation, let's say you're jumping rope in the shape of a square, um, then you go into a lower body movement like a sumo squat. Or let's say you're doing a cardio drill like a mountain climber, then you could go into something like a push-up. So you're doing a cardio drill followed by um, a, a strength drill. That's that's a good way to vary your warm-up and getting a philosophy behind, hey, I'm going to hit them with some cardio, and I'm also going to hit them with some beginner strength to warm up those big muscle groups, lower body, big moves, quads, hamstrings, glutes, chest, shoulders, back. Um, those are good ways to think even from a, a personal training perspective of how you'd want to get somebody ready for um, a workout. So that's, that's our philosophy. So I, I like what I heard there because that's important. There's a mindset. You're doing a cardio to a lower body, back to a cardio to this. That's truly going to warm the body up, right? Because I ain't going to lie, man. When I, when I first started doing class, I was just like, oh, what am I going to do? I winged it so much. I'm like, do some double decks, uh, do some butt kickers, all right? Stand in place and run. Like I, yep. I didn't wasn't thinking about it. But when you think about it, like like we're talking about, now there's a structure behind it. Now it's we're being professionals, right? We're we're actually we we know that people are paying us for service, and we're thinking about how do we make the service the best possible that we can for them. So I love what you guys are talking about with first round, minute one to three, from minute one to five, 
but I want to tackle something that Sam said, shadow boxing, right? Uh, let's talk about shadow boxing, right? For me, what well, you guys are talking about exactly how I warm up, but shadow boxing is midway through that round for me because I need to warm up the muscles that I'm going to be doing and the movements that I am going to be doing on the heavy bag. I want to get those muscles and the blood flowing. But that term shadow boxing isn't just throwing jab crosses out there, right? There, there, there's a mentality around it. And if you've ever watched a boxer shadow box, man, they're, they're in their head. They're, they are visualizing fighting someone. Just like the old day with a light on the wall and you're fighting your shadow. That's why they call it the shadow boxing, by the way. You put a light behind you and your shadow's on the wall and you try to beat them up and you can't because it's you, right? But it makes you move. Every time you throw a jab cross, you're slipping maybe to the right. You throw a hook, cross hook, and you're rolling under and you're moving. You're getting your mindset. You may see, uh, you know, someone shadow box and throw a jab cross and all of a sudden they sit there and you see them slip real quick. They're envisioning something happening back to them. So it's not just jab crosses. So, so let's talk about shadow boxing because I know for a fact you guys listening to this call, when we talk about shadow boxing, you're like, well, I don't know what else to do with shadow boxing other than hooks or uppercuts or jab cross. What do I do? So let's talk about that. When we shadow box, what are some of the drills or things we can do to kind of spice it up and make it so it's just not like this mundane, boring aspect of the, of the warm-up? So I, I, I do a lot of shadow boxing in my class. I, I've learned over the years, you know, training a ton of classes, that, you know, it gets kind of repetitive, right? You kind of get bored sometimes. You kind of only find so many exercises on some abstract Instagram thing you followed for like, you know, high-tech Russian ways to do sit-ups or some, you know, extra secret exercise group that no one's ever told anybody and you got to kind of be in the mafia to get in it. Like, I don't think those things are out there. There's no more exercises, right? So when I, I think like, if you think about it as the day I ran out of exercises, like what did I do next? Where I see a lot of trainers kind of just start to get bored. I think we, we as my team, started challenging ourselves to see how in-depth we could get the mentality and the warm-up. So shadow boxing became the new open world, if you will, to play around in. You know, shadow boxing done properly. And I didn't, dude, I didn't know about it when I started. I was doing the same thing. I was just punching as fast as I could. I didn't really get it. I went through an actual shadow boxing training with one of the like pro boxers that have been in title boxing club. And I've seen multiple people do this. I have great trainers at my club that are pro fighters that their members are actually doing real shadow boxing during personal training sessions, things like that. And they're sweating their asses off. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like I had told people to do jab cross burnout next 15 seconds during my warm up all the time. They don't sweat like that. So to learn about shadow boxing, is how you can bring it into your class. There's a context, there is an explanation, there's a practice to it. And as you get better teaching shadow boxing, it's much easier to make your rounds, which we'll talk about later, more in depth because a lot of things that you practice in shadow boxing during the warm up take place in the rounds. So you don't have to go reteach them how to slip or you know, what to do after this punch or how to reset your body. You're already practicing that before the class. And, and one more thing, and I'll hand it off. Kate alluded to doing a big exercise and then a complimentary exercise, like something that kind of gets them out of breath and then something that, you know, is a big strength exercise. But if you do, and this is a great example, right? The mountain climbers to the push-ups, and everybody out there does that. They do the mountain climbers, they do the push-ups, and they, like, stand up. 90% of your members, if they, if they did it right, are, are already, like, okay, I need, like, sit down for, like, 15, 20, 30 seconds, right? I don't want to do no, nothing crazy right now. That is a great time to shadow box again. That, shadow boxing gives you that opportunity during the warm-up to kind of pull them back, right? Like, you're pushing everybody over the edge the entire class. Like, your, your idea is, like, they're sitting, like, at the edge of the mountain, and you're just behind them, like, hitting them with a poke early. You don't want them to go over the edge, you know, pass out, puke, all that stuff. But, you know, our job is to give you a workout and you're paying for it. Shadow boxing also allows you to come down from that, you know, 30 seconds push-ups all the way down, all the way up, go, go, go. Stand up. All right, guys, back up. Sit back on that rear leg. Get them elbows tight. Breathe. Show me your hands up. Show me you can breathe while you're tired so you can move. Get the eyes back. Look at the bag. All right, pop that jab out a couple times. Okay, guys, move to the rear side, move to the lead side. And then it allows you to kind of bring back into another 
section. So for me, James, like I use shadow boxing to build the bridge between harder workouts and harder exercises. I use it to create more mentality inside the class. So when I execute that same combo in the round, they already know what they're doing. And then lastly, dude, I use it to show people they don't know what they're doing. You need to constantly remind the members that they don't know everything because the second they think they do, they quit and they go somewhere else, right? Members don't know everything. You're not, as a trainer, if you're not showing that to them, like that educational thing that they're missing, they're eventually just going to figure out to go somewhere else because they don't know that new thing. So let them know they don't know. But it's, it's such a great teaching aspect too. And I think this is important. So, you know, we, we talked about, or Kenny just talked about, you know, shadow boxing the right way. So let, let's talk about this, right? The jab. If you're in the, in the round, you say, throw your jab. I just want to see jabs. What do most people do? They just sit there and they just start throwing their arms out. They're halfway T-Rex and they're not full extension. So instead of saying jab. on their toes. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can seriously, this is where we're like, all right, we're going to work on an offensive jab right now. Offensive jab. I want you to push off your back foot. You're going to step your foot forward and you're going to stick them right in the face. Boom, hit them. Jab, let me see it. Boom, hit them. Let's see it right? Like teach them the offensive side, but then you also have a defensive jab guys coming at you. You step to the right and you just really quickly, boom, throw the jab out to stop him from coming forward, to stop him from coming with his punches, right? There's an inside jab. If he's throwing a, a jab, you can slip your head outside and hit him with one. If the cross is coming, you can slip your head the other way and hit him with a jab. There's a lot of different aspects of that. Teach it, be a teacher, be a coach, right? And the funny thing is when I see people just throw jabs and then I see a trainer that's teaching people, stick them, stick them, Stick them. I mean, everybody in class is, ha, ah, ah. ha. Like, those people are sweating their asses off because now you're teaching them how to throw a jab, right? And it's not just things like that, right? You can also do things like, all right, here's what I want you to do. Every time you end with one of these combos that I'm going to call out, you need to move. I don't care. If you end with a right hand, you're slipping right. You end with a left hook, you're going to roll left. I don't care if you pivot, but you're moving. This is what we call stick and move. You never throw your punches and stay in one spot. You guys got me? Here we go. Jab, cross, move. Jack cross hook move and you start seeing your members thinking about boxing they start doing different things not everybody's doing things the same way but now you're putting their mind in the game right there's so many things of aspects like this you can do in shadow boxing to make it not boring and really get everybody just hungry we talked about that in one of the other dude, podcasts dude, right hunger now dude, you're getting we're, people hungry rewind that back rewind it back and listen again that was awesome but that's that's Seriously. it, man. And I think the, the other thing too, and, and I learned this from, from a trainer before, is that if you have a combo you want to throw in the rounds that you know is going to be hard for people, during the shadow boxing section, teach them how to do it. So there's something that Greg Wright does back in, in, in Croc Gym, and it was a, a bob and scoop. So what you do is you throw across, you bob your head down, and you scoot your feet to the side. It's not a very easy thing to teach people. But after talking, we're figuring out, like, how do we get people to do this? What we realized is it's the same movement as a skater. So and you all guys don't know how to do skaters. Your, your feet go to one way, then you replace your foot out to the left. You replace your foot out to the right. It's the same thing as a scoot. So I've seen Andrew Nagel, who Kenny's talked about, try to teach people something. We're all trying to teach a class. We can't get anybody to do anything. And all of a sudden, he does this stuff in his warm-up, and the whole class is doing exactly what he wants. Because he thought about, how do I get people to do what I need them to do? What's the relational aspect that I can get them to understand now so that when I call it later, I can be like, okay, remember we did the skaters? I want you to throw the jab cross, Bob. Now do the skater with your feet. There you go. Now throw the punch. And you're getting people better. And I think that's another aspect of, I've been to classes where nobody shows up for the warm-up, And then I've been to clubs where everybody's there ready for the warm-up because it's such an important part of what they've trained and taught their members to do. Yeah, so up until this point, right, we're talking about a combination of the trainers who are a powerful personality, who let everybody know who's in charge, who are there 15 minutes early, ready to teach. It's a very key phrase, right? Like you can't show up 15 minutes early and then go to the bathroom for 10, right? You, 15 minutes means microphone's on, wraps are on, you're already ready, people are walking through the door feeling late, okay? Trainers that walk through the door two minutes before class, Stop it. <laughs> Stop it right now. Everybody absolutely hates that you do that. So if you don't know that, know that for me right now. And I know this is how I get beat up at a convention one day. If you show up two minutes before class, 
you're an asshole. Stop it. <laughs> that is the worst showing of like dedication to anything. Like I get, uh, you know, that something happens. I get traffic, but I don't know how many, I'm going to open a freaking tire shop for how many flat tires I've seen before a class. All right. Be the class on time. Uh, now that now that the public abuse has stopped and we all have this awkward silence. So <laughs> next question. <laughs> well, <laughs> that the shadow boxing, right? Like does anybody else here, so Tate and Sam, because I, I know I do it a ton. How does shadow boxing incorporate into your clubs? And this is kind of that open and honest conversation, right? Like do you utilize it a lot? Do you see it? Have you seen it be effective or have you seen it fail? You know? Yeah, I, I I can jump in here. Um, yeah, I agree 100% in that my using shadow boxing is a perfect a perfect tool to bridge exercises where it's like you know we're not doing squat jumps to squats to lunges back to squats because the legs are gonna get tore up and, and they're gonna be holding their quads and they can't move the rest of the week. You know, so it's a great way to bridge those hitting the same muscle groups too many times in the in a row. So I think I, I agree with that 100%. I also um, I love to use shadow boxing drills to work get my, get me ready for my rounds so like if my rounds today are going to be a little bit more footwork i'm going to have them given like like james said you know some, some footwork drills maybe uh maybe it's something as simple as uppercuts 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 when i yell pivot we all pivot on our on our front foot and turn you know things like that or maybe it's move to the left or move to the right just you know a foot or two but um but i think the challenge here i think this uncovers a really big topic right now is that the learning curve for this is a challenge because I, I alluded this earlier myself and most of the other owners that I know out there don't have a full boxing background. Like you talked about, you learned Kenny from uh, your pro fighter friend. And I think, um, you know, I've, I, my, my shadow boxing is incorporated through cardio, basically cardio shadow boxing. I'll, I'll admit it. I do some real authentic stuff and, and some footwork or some rolls and slips and things like that, but I don't have the background necessarily of a fighter. So for me, it's a lot of, reaction drills with shadow boxing it's it's kind of a faster pace more of a cardio style shadow boxing because i feel that members get bored of just shadow boxing because maybe i don't have the, the give them the uh the the tools that they're working on as much you know and like like james is talking about there so i think that we definitely need to as a brand get more training materials on how to incorporate authenticity into the warm-up because that is something that for myself to train my team on it is a struggle because i don't have quite the the deep background that some of you guys have. And I think, I think that's something we can definitely learn on a, a, a much, a much more, you know, to, for that. Cause I think one of can be effective with shadow boxing with those movements mixed in prepping us for those rounds. But right now my warm up has some in there, but I, I, I'm more of a hit style. I want, I want you to get an incredible muscle workout in that warm up and, and cardio. So that's, that's the difference I think between what I'm hearing from your style. And, and I'd love to hear, you know, what, yeah. hey, what your style kind of is. And, and guys, real quick here, I got the producer looking through the window at me saying we're getting short on time. So um, just letting you guys know, we got about another five tell them in, minutes Tell them here. we're in charge. Let's let it roll. Let's <laughs> let it roll. Let's keep going. <laughs> I can't stop them. I can't stop them. All right. Ten more minutes, guys. And if you guys on the phone already hung up, you probably just showed up two minutes late before class. So <laughs> keep, li keep, keep listening. <laughs> Yeah, let hey, me let ahead. me bridge the let me bridge the gap there. So I'm I'm probably uh, a, a cross between the two, and I would say that our trainer style uh, for most of our most of our trainers is probably a cross between the two of, of that hit compared to that that fighter shadow boxing concept, and we're kind of try to bridge that gap in the middle. And I think um, a lot of great points were made up uh, already with utilizing shadow boxing to recover your heart, to get your breathing, to reset, so that we can push them through those rounds. But a great thing that that we've talked about is what skill are you are you teaching your your members today? How can you teach them something new? And that's where I try to use my shadow boxing in the warm up. And I know a lot of my trainers do as well. And I've seen some of the best trainers in the country do this. Is whether that be a reaction drill or a skill of the class. So reaction drill, for example, of hey, you're shadow boxing uppercuts. When I say back. I want you to step back with proper form with your feet landing properly and give me a hard jab cross. So you're going inside out. Or if you're using a, a roll to your rear, you know, roll underneath, throw three power hooks off of that. Maybe that's your skill or your reaction drill of the class that day so that you can have something firing away. But those reaction drills that you mix into your class, setting your, your class up for success, 
uh, and setting yourself up for success. So you don't have to explain something, uh, you know, while you're doing it, uh, that the class already knows that it's going to happen. It just really creates that energy in the club. So I think it can be used in a lot of great ways and, and how James uh, explained it and how, how to, how to stick that jab, how to go away. Those are great tools for our trainers and we'll definitely, um, you know, that's our job is as, as the PAC um, to get more content out to you guys and, and definitely look for something like that in the future, for sure. Yeah. I and like that. So, look, James, the, this, this is important because at this point, right, and I'm going to give it right back to you, we're now at minute seven, right? Minute eight, minute nine, we're pretty much there, right? We still have the finish to the warm-up, but, like, keep track of where we are along the way, guys. Like, at this point, you typically see a break in path when I watch classes. You see the class either take a left and go down, you know, kind of the fitness road where now, okay, like, let's ramp up this heart rate. Let's get these hard exercises in. Let's get these explosive things in. They have a one-minute break coming up. You know, let's let them know who's boss. And then you have another path where you see a lot of trainers take them down this educational style where maybe they're going to get more intense uh, in the combos or in the shadow boxing and more of the mentality side, getting them ready for the round. So I, I kind of see that split right about there. Go ahead, James. Yeah. Well, all I want to say is I want to, I want to bring this full circle because, you know, this is, this is great. There's, you know, and hopefully, you know, everybody listening, what, what we're understanding with this is there's a structure to it. There's an ideology behind it called boxology, you know, Angelo Dundee, Freddie Roach, their sole job, it's to prepare their fighter to step into the ring and win. That's it. And as trainers take control of the class, that's our job. That, that's what we need to do. So let's prepare them. Let's warm up the right way. Yep. Let's do the cardio. Let's get the lower body. Let's throw that shadow box in there. Let's get them pumped. Let's get them excited to learn if that's your style. Let's get them pumped up and sweating and ready to move. And again, it's ready, not ruined. Always remember, they're coming because of the heavy bags. It's title boxing club, not title cardiovascular club that's not that's not what we're here for we're here for them to box and get them ready on the heavy bags and that's the point is you know in a lot of discussion here and what we're talking about is if you want ideas on shadow boxing if you have other questions about this am.wilkins at teamtitleboxingclub.com send them our way guys that we're here to help i mean listen if I hadn't had multiple different trainers, if I hadn't went around the country, which it was a privilege to see people teach classes in different ways other than me, I wouldn't be here today talking to, this, to you guys about this stuff, trying to give you the knowledge that we've obtained and, and help you guys grow as, as professionals because that's what we are. So if you have questions, right. reach out. You can reach out to me. Mine's James. That's it. James. PedalBoxingClub.com. <laughs> You're an OG. I'm OG. First Let me. <laughs> So, so we're in like final, fi we're in the home stretch right now, this, this last section, right? Which is also, we're in the home stretch of the warm up. So talk to me, Sam, last three to four minutes. I mean, what's your goal? Why do you do it? And what do you do? Well, I, I think, I think it kind of depends on the path that you're going down. Like you just said, is, is, are you going down the path of, of kind of teaching a little bit before the round or are you, or, you know, prepping them for that, or are you coming down the fitness path a little bit more? And like I said, I'm, I'm more the fitness path, you know, that during that stage, I'm, I'm, I'm getting that heart ramped up. I'm, I'm pushing them hard. I'm, I'm hitting them with reaction drills and explosive movements, maybe breaking it up with some shadow boxing or some other drills, but it's coming, it's coming at them fast pace and fast and furious for that, for that last couple minutes of the warm up is my theory. I think the biggest, most important thing though, is, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say which style is more right. I'm going to say, if you're going to go the technique route, like you said, have know what they're doing and not just calling out shadow boxing, not just calling out random things that they think is technique because it's going to get boring for the members. The members don't appreciate the sport as much as we do as trainers that are, that are the fighters because they, they don't do this every day. So you have to, you have to give them some, something to work on towards it. If you're going to do that, go that technique route and mix in those drills. If you're going the fitness route, you got to have variety. You, there's a, there's a ton of stuff out there. And if you're doing the same high knees, butt kickers, mountain climbers, jumping jacks every day. It's going to get boring for you. It's going to get boring for the members. So there's, there's 20 different, there's 50 different types of squats you can do that are not that different from each other, but just hits the members, stimulates them very differently, um, you know, in different ways. So those are my two suggestions, depending on the route you're going down. Yeah. And, and guys, I think, I think, I think one of the important things here, like we said, is getting people prepared, 
right? You're, you're getting them up. We're shadow boxing, you're ramping up the energy. By the time that bell hits and they have the one minute glove up period, they're breathing a little heavier, they're sweating. And now it's game time, right? Now we get to do the fun part, which is, all right, let's throw some punches. So, you know, next week, uh, the, on round five, we're going to be talking about the core section of our, our product, which is the rounds, the heavy bags. And we're going to talk about how do you structure the first couple rounds, first four rounds? How do we build? What are combos? The core, not core. The core of our product, which is the heavy bags. Bell to bell. Bell to bell. So here's what we're going to do. Um, I want to thank you guys for hopping on and talking about this today. And everybody out there, you know, uh, really appreciate you guys listening to this because this is a very, very important part of, of the whole class. And, you know, when you can start getting people to show up and want to be at the warm up, the club's going to go in a whole other direction. Yeah, dude, look, the, the warm up is the prep, you know, and I think Sam said it, Tate said it, I said it, there's a mentality behind it. So make sure when you're creating the warm ups, like know that that's the stepping stone to bell to bell that we talk about next week, right? The warm up, you know, it presents what's going to occur in the rest of the class. If you're going to throw a lot of hard punches, you're probably going to stay off 10,000 pushups. If you're going on a lot of, you know, fitness and you want to fatigue the body first and then help your members train through working while fatigued, that's another idea. You have to have an idea prior to creating the class and you have to have a goal for the warm up. Why doing things? and hit your goal, but make sure it's well communicated. That's where the introductions come in, the pre-class warm-up, the talking to people, the warming up the minds. And the one last thing to challenge you guys on that are out there that, you know, we have the fitness path, and I think a lot of people go down the fitness path, but then we have the skill path that I don't think a lot of our trainers go down. It requires knowledge. It requires commitment. And it requires one of the things that we said back in the beginning, Sam said, like, who's in charge of that class? If you want to challenge yourself, to see the leadership qualities that you've established in your club, you can teach a very skilled class, but you're going to need some leadership to do it. You're going to ask people to do something out of the norm, but they're going to need to respect and listen to you to do it. And that is going to show you personally how well you've earned the respect for those members, which is a really key part to being a trainer. All right, guys. Well, that being said, uh, got to cut time guys. We got to cut time. We're going to recap next week. Uh, some of this. And, and again, when, when you listen to Kate, uh, Kenny and, and, and Sam and Tate, you know, um, I think you guys all heard it. There's a preparation and there's a, there's a, a goal of getting people prepared. Um, and, and it will, you'll, you'll see your members in your classes completely shift their thinking when you start factioning your warmups that way. So, uh, next week again, we're going to, we're going to recap what we talked about today. Uh, if you guys have questions, if you, if you need some help on some of these shadow boxing things or the warm up, please send them, send the emails to us. That's what we're here for. And, uh, next week we're round five. We're going to talk about, uh, the bell to bell section and how to, how to fashion those first four, four rounds of, of, of the class. So, uh, Kenny, Tate, Sam, thank you guys for hopping on and everybody out there. Thanks for listening. Later.